This week, Chinese surveillance goes literally up your ass, and a kid's cartoon features a man with a penis that can save lives. He still falls asleep right after. You're listening to The Fake Outrage Report. To another educational adventure here at the Fake Outrage Report, the least important debate show. Well, not really a debate show, but it's the least important podcast on the internet. At least that's what we call ourselves. My name is Phil Causey, and with me, as always, coming to me still remotely from Williamsburg, Brooklyn, Sandeep Sen. Uh, thank you. Yes, uh, you know, we are inciting an insurrection against fake outrage. Yeah. <laughs> right, that's what we do uh, in this pod. In the history of this podcast, we've always counted all three votes fairly. Um, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but full disclosure, we do disenfranchise everyone except me, Phil, and our guest this week, who is Kenny Warren. Yes. Hey. Kenny up, Warren y'all? is uh, someone who I was actually excited to have. I mean, I am excited to have Kenny on because Kenny's one of those guys that before the apocalypse was like super fucking busy. So like I try, I try to get him on the show a few times, but, you know, he's just one of those guys who would always get asked to do stuff. But now that he's got nothing better to do, he will chat with us <laughs> online for at least a good half an hour, 45 minutes. Um, and, and it's funny because, Kenny, uh, you and I were talking about this off the air, but we also talked about this months ago about how when everything sort of shut down, um, you were one, one of the busiest guys I know, if not the busiest guy that I know, as far as like, you know, the scene and everything. And I remember I messaged you one time when I was just I was quarantining by myself you know, just in my kitchen, whatever. And I messaged you just because I was like, hey, man, how you doing? How you holding up? And then you're like, you know what? I got to be honest with you. It's kind of nice. I'm just home chilling, cooking. No one's bothering me. This is great. Because you, you're kind of just one of those dudes who would just burn that candle at both ends. So how how are you now, now that it's eight months into a pandemic? Are you getting stir crazy or are you still enjoying the break? Uh, I'm ready to get back on stage yeah. consistently. You know what I'm saying? I did a show about two weeks ago and this and the set was mediocre and i'm like i i'm such a like i'm like every show i'm trying to crush you know what i mean i want like mm-hmm. i mean I, I i like to stay there until the people leave shake hands and give my card out and hell yeah like you're you know you're my favorite ah, whatever you know what i'm saying and so now you don't have like that i'm about to go do another the show in 30 minutes so i can you know erase that shit you gotta you gotta eat that for a while because i'm not trying to do shows really like right now i don't i mean with the way things are spiking and you know all the shows is happening out in brooklyn but they covety as fuck out, out there you know yeah. what i mean they out there hugging and kissing the same and Oh man, you know, I mean, you're not wrong because right now everything's either outdoors and it's cold as fuck, or people are doing these like secret illegal underground shows, and it's just it ain't the same look. So I know what you mean by that. Yeah, bro. Like so, like, I mean, you know, we we acted like that for a while, but like it is at a certain point you got to be like, you know, what's really important, you know, when this thing is kind of like starting to come to an end and do I want to still be a part of comedy or do I want to be like a comedy martyr? And I'm, I'm too old for that shit. You know, I let you young people go out there and travel and do shows. And, you know, the, I, I hope the best for everybody, but me personally, I'm too old. I can't be doing that shit. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, certainly. I mean, I, I've, I've gotten some things that like I want to, you know, try out and all. But the thing that I've heard from the people that are still kind of trying to grind it is kind of um, it alludes to something you said. 
Because you're like, yeah, I did the one. It kind of went okay. And now I've been thinking about it. And the thing that I've noticed is that like, and I don't know if you're like this, but I'm one of these people that I need to try to get up as many times as I can to kind of get that like acceleration going, if for lack of a better term. And it's, it's just, it's impossible right now to have that. And so it sounds like that's what you were struggling with, which is no fault of your own. You know what I mean? No, nah, I mean, I, 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 I'm competitive though. So I'm just like, <laughs> same dude. I'm just, I'm just can't, I can't accept, you know, like, oh, that was just, you know, whatever is like, nah, I need to, I need to get back on stage. I need to get my, you know, set list back, you know, together and like, mm-hmm. you know, just get a little more focused because we've been so loose. We haven't been on stage and, you know, we, we all writing and stuff and we getting social media feedback, but like, it ain't the same got, dog. It's it ain't not, the same. Nothing, nothing yeah. is like being on stage. Oh man. So, you know, it's funny because we, we always talk about grinding. You and I used to do these open mics way uptown, this like shitty dive bar that you used to run. And that is to this day, still the cra- one of the craziest rooms I've ever fucking done um, up there, up in the upper, what was that upper East side area? Yeah, that, no, no, no. That, that was called Harlem. Spanish oh, okay. Harlem. Spanish yeah. Harlem. Okay. Yeah. You acting like you selling real estate or something, trying to <laughs> call it the Upper East Side. No, no, that was Spanish Harlem, 112th and 2nd Avenue. Yeah. <laughs> trying yeah, to make my fellow white it. people feel comfortable up there. It's like the nah. upper part of the Upper East Side, guys. Come on. <laughs> the upper, that, was, upper. that was Spanish Harlem, and it was, we would have a random, like, drunk dude, uh, uh, <laughs> dude from the projects come in there and Try to snatch the microphone from people sometimes. It happened to me. I got into an impromptu roast battle with a fucking crackhead one time. And people think I make it up. But no, no, no. That actually happened. You were there. You were hosted. I'm pretty sure that night. But the room was crazy, man. man. I've seen so much stuff. The the stage was high as fuck. Uh, Sometimes (laughs) dudes would try to run and jump on stage. Uh, without using some type of, you know, um, stairs. And oh, man. I know like Osama Siddiqui, no one would know, but he's as agile as a, as a, as a tree monkey. He can, he can fly around the way he can jump and all of that. And like somebody else, another black dude. Um, tree monkey. Was that? Th- that can be considered a racist term in the wrong neighborhood. I feel like. Yeah, I, I bet it could. A- but <laughs> a black dude said it. So it, yeah, it's that's true. the way it goes sometimes. It's kind of like the N word. So enough about enough about the past. Let's talk about uh, the present. Right now, you've got a project going on called "Let's Chop It Up." That's your new thing you're working on. Yeah, man, little foodie thing because I cook a lot and yeah, uh, and uh, and also like my um, my my lady cooks a lot, so we'll put some dishes together, and you know, I I just want to talk food a little bit with some of the you know comedians that are out there working and you know got a little following so you can you know tap into a a little different demographic and all that so i I come over we talk food we talk about what they've done over the you know this pandemic do they eat out or whatever you know do they cook more what's going on with that and how we've had to like maneuver (laughs) yeah that's kind of an interesting concept of like hey the world is kind of ending how have you been surviving lately (laughs) where's your food coming from you know yeah yeah absolutely (laughs) people want to know that shit you have a favorite thing you like to cook no favorite dish mix it up uh nah I, i i mean you know i just it just depends on the day you know i like all different i like like lamb i like seafood a lot I usually have some some type of seafood in there. Uh, uh, I like. I, I've been I've been eating a lot of bison lately. I don't know if you guys 
uh, know about. Uh, uh, actually, I do because my my hometown actually has a uh, buffalo farm, and my best friend from childhood grew up in a trailer on said buffalo farm. So I, I'm, and that was like one of the big things in town. So I'm I'm actually intimately familiar. Yeah, that's some good shit. Yes. So, yeah, for sure. So yeah, so you know, you gotta you gotta try to keep some type of content going, man. Keep yourself busy, you know. Keep exactly. yourself sharp. That's what we're doing here. I mean, I, I got this project here, and I got the YouTube thing, but we'll, you know, that's not worth mentioning because it's not not about anybody but me. But anyway, so uh, you guys ready to get in some outrage? Is it outrage time? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So we're gonna start um, in China this week, all the way down in China in Hangzhou, China, which I definitely fucked up that pronunciation. And this comes to us from a tech company called Habo Technology. And they recently pissed off a bunch of people on the internet because they installed smart cushions uh, in their office and gave it to about a dozen or so employees. And they told the employees that, hey, you know, uh, these things, they, they, they're here. We're here to track your well-being. We want to make sure you're good at work. And these cushions, they, they monitor your breathing. They monitor your heart rate and your posture. And if you've been sitting too long at your desk, they'll let you know it's time to get up and stretch or go for a little walk. Uh, and which, you know... I don't know how I feel about that. It's a weird thing. But the reason why there was some outrage was because apparently some of the data uh, was sent to a bunch of the employees' bosses and the HR department. So imagine that, man. Imagine being at work and, and your boss knows exactly when you got up out of your chair and like exactly when you're breathing, you know, and when you got up to stretch. Uh, and so a lot of people are saying that this is definitely an invasion of privacy in the workplace. And they told the company, and I'm quoting here to, but out yeah because it's cushion okay all right that's that's not my joke that, that that's hacks on the internet um but yeah so anyway some employees are very pissed off about this and so are people on the internet um and because i guess one of them was called into the office and they asked her like why were you out, out of your desk between 10 and 10 30 last week or something like that and so that is uh Sonny, what do you what do you think about this? I, the most surprising thing about this story for me it was that the outrage happened in china like this yeah. was a Chinese company. Don't we, I thought we all expected the Chinese company to do this. I thought like when I was reading the story and I thought I read that this caused outrage, I assumed this was some kind of Western country in China. Don't they don't, I mean, aren't they used to being monitored by the government, by the, their employee, by their job, by everyone. I couldn't believe I, that was the, that was the craziest part of the story that it was a Chinese <laughs> company where they felt that they could be outraged at this. It's definitely shady because the, they said they didn't tell them that was the purpose. They told him it was like for some vitals bullshit. And it was really just to monitor whether they're sitting at their desk working. <laughs> um, now, Kenny, I know you stand up at work because you you cut hair. But imagine that. Imagine if your boss knew your fucking heart rate and your breathing rate. Like, wouldn't that be kind of some bullshit, wouldn't it? Man, that's 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 a little invasive. Uh, <laughs> it, that's a little evasive, but invasive. But let me say this. The people in China don't really got no ass, so they could they could probably get away with a little bit of, you know, some breaks without the boss knowing. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, they only weigh eighty pounds each. So yeah, I mean, just put like a little big rock on your chair and just get uh, up. And Chinese eat. people, both men and women, they got them. This they's pretty much they don't got. Now if that was some. If that was a country in Africa, that's racism. Yeah, <laughs> there's some big booty chicks in Africa. Well, you seem big enough to break the smart cushion, maybe. I you don't know. know. Like the boss goes to yell at you, but you're at your desk just because the, the the cushion with the electronics in it broke. 
Man, there's some chicks that twerk just naturally from walking down the street, you know? I, I like how that's the first place you went with it was Big Booty. Yeah. I mean, of all the places I thought this conversation was going, I definitely... Uh, I, I wonder now, if you twerk on the chair, if HR would then be like, dude, the the the, the machine, I, the, the machine has never seen such action before. You just, you have to tell them you got gas. <laughs> well, then that's one of the things I actually thought about was, you know, you know, because what if let's say you uh, go out one night on a date and you eat a bunch of Mexican or Indian or some other kind of spicy food. And the next day at work, you got a little gas. Maybe you got to take a couple extra trips down the hallway, you know, and the boss gets up in your face about it and he's like how come you took 18 bathroom trips today before lunch you know like but the but this is a smart cushion so it would know it's like the boss is just coming to be like oh i hear you had the i see you had the chicken tikka masala according to this app (laughs) yeah that means if there was a a fart sensing cushion if it knew what your cuisine was based on your farts now that that's the technology they should be developing all right that But yeah, I, that was the thing that made me kind of uncomfortable about that. This was, you know, and then that goes on top of the whole like government surveillance uh, part of it. But isn't I mean, that the point? It's like, wait a minute, you live in a country that censors the internet, that has government surveillance, that employs child labor, and this is the thing that you're like, wait a minute, you were dishonest about the reason for this couch cushion or for this chair cushion. How dare you? Yeah. That is that's actually that's a good point for sure. I mean, it is, and we don't get a whole lot of Chinese stories because a lot of them don't make it to the regular internet because they have their own social media and their own like providers to where they really get because you you can't use like Facebook and shit in China. They have their own, they have Weibo or whatever. So yeah, whenever we get a good Chinese story, we do like to use it for sure. And and also another thing, Kenny, I, I thought of this as a use for these cushions. What if we got these installed at the comedy clubs? So when somebody got up or if somebody wasn't have that good of a time, we would know. Mm. We know anyway. We're on stage. Yeah. We see them. We see them. We see. We know we walk the room. We don't need the fucking data. Actually, yeah, you're right. We, we don't need additional data on top of that, do we? <laughs> no, now, like, if the booker isn't isn't in the room, then he still knows you bomb. He's like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. The, 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 booker, yeah. the booker can watch you bomb with the data from the next day, you know? Or he could just watch from his apartment. Just watch all, all, all the cushion data go by. Like, oh, this guy's bombing his ass off tonight. At the end of the month, they just send you a spreadsheet of all your bombing. that'll make it easy for those people that be like hey i'm gonna hit you up for another spot you'd be like what (laughs) exactly kenny's like actually it turns out here you only had a 2.3 uh fart to uh drink ratio at last (laughs) month's show unfortunately that's just not gonna cut it here downtown all right (laughs) yeah I used to just tell people, listen, I think we're going to go in another direction. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, that that's definitely that sentence I've heard in many different (laughs) not 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 necessarily in comedy, but just in in like whether I'm applying for, you know, trying to get into an apartment somewhere or trying to, you know, get a girl to go out with me on a second or third date or something. It's that sentence right there where it's like, oh, we're we're taking this in another direction. It's so polite. It's well, something that... like something you would hear on Bridgerton. Have you seen Bridgerton? <laughs> no. Oh man. I don't you know what, it, what is it. that? It's a show. It's a show that's on like Netflix and it's like it's about some you know, some queen and king shit back in England. Okay. Um, but they got there's black of, people in it. But there's so a lot of sex and nudity, right? I I mean I know this is why you're glued, Kenny, right? This is uh well, listen, man. A lot of uh, don't be afraid of 
you know, the human body. Okay. Oh, it's no. okay. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say of all the things to judge him for. We're... <laughs> yeah. You got to appreciate. Listen, man, we're, we're special. Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah, no, this is what we, this is what I try to tell the ladies. Like, Hey, I'm not afraid of your body. Let's, uh, let's bring it on. Yeah. That was creepy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's ever been a sentence I've said in the bedroom to a woman like I'm not afraid. Of, I'm not afraid of you. Well, once you're in the bedroom, I, I mean, this is just in public, you know. I mean, although to- I would like her to say that to me that she's not afraid of me, because then you know that. Well, okay, that's a different thing. Um, as far as the outrage goes on this, uh, the, the big ethical question here, I think, is definitely uh, what level of involvement should your employer and your boss have in your life. Um, and I, I do think that this particular thing goes screaming way past the line of decency. Cause like, it's one thing if you know, your, your boss knows like, you know, what, you know, your web history or, you know, your vacation schedule, whatever that is, but it's another for them to literally know the inner workings of your body. <laughs> and yeah. yeah. So as far as the outrage goes in this one, uh, I'm going to go legit outrage. That's my official vote. Uh, Sandeep, what do you think about that? Yeah, yeah, you know, if they if they said this is why we're giving you the cushion, then maybe I don't know that you could have a chance to like the employees could have a chance to air out their grievances, but they didn't tell them that. They're just like it's for monitoring your vitals. I don't even know if it does that, but it's clearly they just wanted to see whether your ass is in your chair. Yeah. And so they weren't honest about it. I'll go real outrage. I'm very surprised that in China this is this is what uh, this is what tips the scale. Well, there were some people who who do have that state mentality of like, you should be at your desk anyway. What's the problem? You know, like the, <laughs> the, the indoctrinated folks. But yeah, for the most part, people are mad about this. Uh, Kenny, what do you think about this as far as the outrage goes? Yeah, I'm, 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 people, they should know how regular I am. You know? <laughs> and I'm very regular. You know, I'm glad we have that on record now here on the show. So we'll go three for three. Uh, legit outrage on that one. Uh, Sandeep, where are we going next? I think we're going to Europe or something, right? Yep, that's right. We're going to Denmark where a new cartoon has sparked outrage because it's about a man with a giant penis. Okay. Uh, and the, Finally, and something we can relate to. What? Finally, something yeah, we can a, all relate to, right, fellas? Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> There's a, it's Phil's life story. The, it's a giant penis. Phil talks about. <laughs> yeah, I just um, walk around, guys. I'm slightly above average. Uh, <laughs> then, oh, so the penis he has trouble controlling, and it does things like save lives and steal ice cream. That's melted vanilla ice cream, I swear. Uh, and so it airs on the Danish equivalent of PBS. And the reason <laughs> for the outrage uh, is obvious. You know, the um, the main character is Dillermand, and Diller is the Dutch slang for penis. And uh, Christian grows. Associate Prefer Professor of Gender Research at Rodskilde University is a little pissed about the program, so to speak. And he says it's perpetuating the standard of a patriarchal society and normalizing locker room <laughs> culture. That's been used to access a lot of bad behavior in men. It's meant to be funny, so it seems harmless, but it's not. And there's teaching this to our kids. Uh, but Erla Heinesen Hodstead, who's a clinical psychologist and works with families and children, defended the show, saying John Dillerman talks to children and shares their way of thinking. You oh, find genitals funny. Okay. Good point. What age group is this show aimed at? Does it say anywhere on there? It's a cartoon. So it's for kids. Like, that, it's not, that's not, a strange that. life lesson to be teaching to kids. Like, look, you're, there's this thing between your legs that you can't really control. Okay. Fellas, you got to understand this. You got to learn this when you're six. <laughs> um, 
but Erla says that when a quote when a woman in the show tells him he should keep his penis in his pants, for instance, <laughs> he listens, which is nice. He's accountable. But you know, usually if the woman has to tell you to keep your penis in your pants, you've already taken things too far. You know, like that's yeah. all the you've already you've already violated some I mean, boundary. Usually. Yeah, Louis lost her his or career for this. You so, had yeah. on or you had on gray sweats, and she saw like potential. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. She got a little I, preview, I, a little, little preview of what was going on. Definitely. Know, she was like, wait, keep those on. Like, Otherwise, I can't control myself. Every date we show up on, you better be in your gray sweatpants. They, they was definitely supposed to like use some type of vagina with all this wop, that wet ass pussy. They were supposed to use vagina that women are empowered right now. They've convinced themselves that if they act, you know, a little, a little promiscuous, that's just them living their best life. It's not, it's not hoary anymore. I mean, God. absolutely. I, and I'm all for that, by the way. Uh, we we, mean, are, we they, are pro slut here at the Fake Outrage Report. We, it's not slut. It's, th- it's them living their best life. Oh, yeah, yeah. You no, know? I'm not slut shaming in any way. They're, I, I hear they're, you. They're, they're not passing up opportunities anymore. They're living like a man. They're they're yoloing with their vagina, and you know they're yeah you're right. I, I think you're right about that. And you know, Kenny brings up sort of an, an interesting point. You're talking about the the empowerment and all that. Is it they couldn't do this show if it were the other way around with like a like a girl who has got a huge vagina? <laughs> who well, can't, it's can't interesting control. you bring that up because the network oh, no. the network basically it, it airs on their version of PBS. So yeah. that's another wrinkle. It's like this they're a, like public ask. This is a network. publicly funded show. Guy with the huge yeah. penis. <laughs> And the network responded to criticism by saying it could just easily have made a program about a woman with no control over a vagina. Yeah, well, we could have made a WAP show. Then, oh, man, so I think we finally have the spinoff. Like, remember how there's He-Man we're growing up and then they had a spinoff She-Ra? And it was yes. like the same. OK, I think we finally have this is the modern day version of He-Man and She-Ra with the guy, with the big penis and the and the WAP cartoon chick. What's wow. the name of the show again, by the way? It's like Dill something, but it's like Dill three syllables. Diller, Diller is the name, uh, is the slang for dick. And, and it would be Whopper Girl, right? We're Whopper Girl for the female version. Right. That'd be yeah. Dillerman. That just, that just it sounds very official, doesn't it? Like, hello, I'm I'm Dillerman. You know, just, yeah, it's John Dillerman. John Dillerman. Or JD, as his friends call him. Uh, I don't know if they ever get that far. Is there any more details as far as, so why are people mad about this? People are mad because it's a show about a dick for kids. Is that the main thing? Or is it's there a like show about more a cartoon with a guy with a huge dick? Yeah, that's the. Uh... But they already had, didn't they have that one cartoon that's supposed to be like sperm? No, I'm. Wait, no, no, you're maybe right. That's I, the, I, you're right. That's you're... a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that's his high school years where it's just, it's him, you know, him and his sock or something. No, Kenny, you're right. Oh. There is some show that does that. Um, yeah. I don't yeah. know. There's actually, a, show, there's a about cartoon it. about sperm. Well, I think there is. Yeah, he's like, what's what's SpongeBob and all of those his characters? Isn't like well, he cleans up the sperm. <laughs> it's somebody. It's one of those guys. It's like a little sperm or something like that. I don't know. I don't watch cartoons like that, but I just noticed somebody was like, "Yeah, man, that's supposed to be like." A little surprise, like wow, that's well, you crazy. Know, well, just in general, if you watch enough Disney, they slipped a lot of shit into a lot of those movies uh, that was not for kids. Like there, there are a good amount of p- sperms and penises and various other genitalia just kind of hidden throughout those films. If you do look, so yeah, maybe they did just kind of slip that in there, or it might be like a Scooby Doo thing where they didn't 
like explicitly say that there was a sperm, but like anybody who was watching it who was above the age of like 13 is like, oh, that's a fucking sperm. You know, kind of, kind of like hey, how Scooby Doo was Scooby Doo and there was a sperm in no, Scooby Doo because no, no. Scooby Doo was a show about about people getting high, but they didn't explicitly say that it was, was that. But if you watch it as an adult, you're like, oh, these people are just out of their fucking mind because it's like they ride around a van. There's a big puff of smoke. Talk to the you, know, you, you know. look exactly like Shaggy. <laughs> yeah, has anyone actually, ever told I, you this? I do now. Well, yeah, I'm a real life Shaggy because I haven't cut my hair in a fucking almost year and a half. So yeah, I do look like sh- anyway. So. That was a point that I was trying to make that didn't wasn't really going anywhere. So people were outraged in uh, where where is this fucking story at again? This is Sweden, right? Denmark, Denmark, Denmark. one of those white fucking countries. I don't, I don't know. It's right. They're right across the water from each other. I, yeah. I used to play ball over in Sweden. No shit. Wait, when 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 was this? What? I want to hear about this. Ninety four, ninety five. I played um, for Hetta Skjona in uh, Malmo, and so we had like. Uh, four different home courts in Lund and Jotaburg and Helsingborg. So wait, you played professional basketball in Europe? Yeah, and in holy um, shit, oh my South God. America <laughs> in Colombia, South America. Oh, now, what, what league? What league is that? that? What league is uh, that? Uh, it, it's they have uh, leagues. Just in in each country, they have different leagues. So okay, so yeah, you played. So, you played for what team? I played for uh, Hetta Skjona in uh, in Sweden. That that's, uh, that okay. means like uh, Skjona is a part of Sweden. It's it's like mm-hmm. you know, and then Hett is it's hot. Hot is Hetta means hot. So, and okay. then I played for uh, Canyon Narrows del Norte in uh, Cucuta, Colombia. So um, that'd be interesting. Being just in a foreign country playing a oh foreign, yeah, it was dope. Had- I can imagine. You know, it's funny. I know a few guys who did that because they didn't grow to be tall enough to play in like the NBA. And one of my friends, he said he knew a bunch of guys from college that like they weren't quite tall enough or for whatever reason they didn't get scouted for the NBA and they went and played in Asia. And while it's not like millionaire money, it's still like six figures in a lot of these places to play in these fucking leagues. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, you can yeah. get that. It wasn't like that when I played, but it was it was it was cool for me, you know, coming out of college and, you know, getting a chance to play professionally, get paid. You know, they give when I was in Sweden, they give you a car while you're there, uh, give you a um, uh, apartment. So oh, that's you know, sick. So you basically you had a company car and housing. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. That who they, knew he was he played professional basketball in Europe? Holy shit! Uh, everybody right. that everybody that's not comedians. See, yeah. a lot of people <laughs> before comedy they had a life, and I yeah. was a <laughs> ball player. I played in college. Uh, four final fours, two national titles. The um, fuck? Where did you play for? Uh, Cal State Bakersfield. It was. Uh, I know we're uh, way off subject, but I, I'm just I'm floored. I had no idea. Yeah, I mean, you are in great no, shape. That's, that's a known thing. Like you know, okay. so yeah, so yeah, man. You know, so there are a lot of people that did a lot of stuff before comedy. We know a lot of people. We know of people that did porn. We know of a lot of people that did music. You know. There's definitely a lot of people in this scene with a lot of different talents that you just don't tell. That's cool. I didn't know that either. And that's funny because I've known Kenny for fucking, I don't know, six or seven years now. Well, that, hey, that's yeah, badass, man. But yeah, yeah, we did get a little off topic there. Uh, so as far as the outrage goes on the children's penis cartoon, uh, I I got to say, I, I think it's strange that this got publicly funded. <laughs> like the fact that this, this got through all the censors, this got greenlit. Like there were several meetings where no one was like, Hey, this is a bad idea. Maybe we shouldn't do this. <laughs> like, like this, this just get 
like people like, yeah, hey, go, yeah, make that. It's fine. Make make a dick show for kids. Like <laughs> I don't uh because you could have gone with any body part. They could have gone with like big ears or you know, a big pinky finger or you know, a big elbow, but no, they went with dick and they got away with it, which is kind of funny. I gotta say, that is kind of funny. But I don't know for if kids. I can, yeah, I don't for know if kids. I can sign off on it though, because like you said, it's for kids. Sonny, any other details we should know? No, I mean, I think we're, this is pretty much, I think we get, we get why people might be outraged and what the issue is. Is the show still on or did it get canceled or anything or? It just aired on Saturday for the first episode. Oh, just aired. oh okay. How's the ratings? <laughs> yeah. I want to <laughs> know. Call the They're growing. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Oh. Um, so, you know, as far as the outrage goes on this one, um, I mean, I want to go fake just because I think it's funny, but I feel like because it's it's for all the reasons we talked about, it's for kids, it's on their version of PBS. I don't know if this is a good idea because the reason why if this is for adults, this would be pretty funny, but I, I'm just picturing what the the sort of fallout of this would be. Like picture, you know, some kid who watches it thinks it's funny and then he goes to school the next day and whips his dick out in class and like you know smacks an eraser off a girl's desk or something or you know literally anything with your penis is bad in elementary school so that that's kind of where my brain went with it what is that what, what about you what do you think <laughs> well i'm not surprised that's where your brain went with it suddenly you have six-year-olds whipping out what kind of a six-year-old has a dick that you can do anything with like whip rip out whip out an eraser I mean, if you get close enough to the desk, I feel like you could pull that off. Uh, you know, I was inclined to do to go real outrage. But then, you know, this Erla Heinsohn Hodgstead, I thought made a good point. She's like, it's meant to be funny. And kids find genitals funny. They do. And it's well, like, so do adults. They, well, but ki- I don't think kids have the are are like. All the all the all the shit about it is like what society puts on it. And if society just had a different attitude towards genitals, and they totally could, it's just a part of your body. But we don't though. Um, th- th- that's a hypothetical, right? But I think that's what the cartoon's trying to do. Is like what it's like. It's kids aren't bringing all this. <laughs> it's stuff. trying to normalize kids not being able to control their dicks. <laughs> I mean, the cartoon like the maybe the cartoon is trying to help them have control. Yeah, right. that's, what the, a, that's, that's what the psychologist thing. <laughs> well, the psychologist is saying there, it's like it's about this guy, but then it's, it's teaching him like responsibility. I think we're, we're the kids are coming at it from a place of the dick is like used to rape things and you know driving evil. They're just like, oh, look at this appendage. I don't think the guy it, in the cartoon is. It's getting trying to. Sh- it's like, well, it's like a Buzzfeed people. article. It's like here's ten things you can do with your penis other than put it in women. You know, right, and I think kids aren't knowing that it's going going in. Or I, so yeah. I think that this psychologist convinced me. You know what? That it's that the kids aren't 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 having the same notion about a dick that we're bringing to it. That's true. So it's meeting them where they are, and it's like, so, and it's, yeah, so they're, they're trying I'm to kind of desexualize it. Uh, yeah, I see what you're saying, but I'm still going to go legit. So one for legit, one for fake. That puts yeah. uh, the deciding vote in the, the hands of our uh, of our guest, Kenny Warren. Kenny, how do you feel about this overall? Overall. I think um, that's some definitely some white people shit, and <laughs> you know, it is true. You know, in Scandinavia, you know, it's the whitest people. It, 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 I I I told you I lived in Sweden. Uh, been to I've been to Denmark, Copenhagen. I know just how white they are, and <laughs> um, you it's just it's sometimes we gotta you know 
put the dicks away, you know, put the dicks away, <laughs> put the dicks away. Yes. And let's, yes. let's just, let's just teach the kids wholesome, uh, birds and bees, you know, <laughs> birds and bees, put the dicks away, y'all. Dicks away. All right, so then the student one legit outrage. That is, but that I think that might be the best version of voting anyone's ever had on the show. Just put the dicks away. Um, 99% of the time, that's good advice. Put the dicks away. Yes, that is true. 99% of the time, put the dick away. Um, All right, so student one legit outrage on that one. And now we get to the part of the show where we ask our guest, uh, Kenny Warren, is there anything that you are currently outraged about that you want to let some steam off on? So. I'm outraged about the fact that those Proud Boys ran up in the Capitol last Wednesday. Mm. And I'm even more outraged that the people that was supposed to be security opened the gates to let them run in there. I'm also uh, outraged about the fact that they let them go so nicely. Like, the curfew is 6 p.m., but have your last drink, you know, and, uh, mm. you know, don't rush. Just, uh, you know, just take your time before you go. And that was like, it was, it looked so weak of us to the other countries in the world to look and see that you could so easily just run up in the, 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 the house in the chamber and just, and have them on their heels or whatever, which they weren't really on their heels. It was an orchestrated thing, you know, cause it was no, it was no, it was, it was like savagery coming in there, climbing walls, breaking windows. Mm-hmm. But then it was like, no, it was no repercussion. If it was black people, it would have been a bloodbath. And I mean, you see the you see the uh, yeah. violence that at the Black Lives Matter protest that the police and just for the I record, mean, they were that black treated lives so differently. It's not black you know? people though, but it's people that's representing, you know, black people that's being killed by the police, and it's such aggression towards them. Yeah. And then you come here and the, these people, they come and, they, and we know that they're supremacists and you let them come in there because they're supremacists. So it's like, as a black man in America, how in the fuck are we supposed to feel? Because all we're yeah. trying to do is, you know, have the American dream as well. But when the shit was written, it wasn't written for us. We the people wasn't, didn't mean the black people. Right. You know, I, I, and first of all, also, I forgot to say, because, uh, you know, we don't know when these things ever, ever come out. Today's the 12th, January 12th, 2021. This may come out in a week or two. We don't know. But Kenny actually brings up a really good point um, about the whole the difference in the way that the two groups of protesters would have been treated. Because, and I've tried to explain this to several people because I'm out here in rural America, is that when, when you come to like a BLM protest, they're playing defense because they just kind of, you know, like it's an equality thing. Whereas these dudes at the Capitol, they were playing offense. They wanted to gain something. They wanted to gain power from this. And I think that's a really important distinction that a lot of people kind of don't get. Well, I think what it is is that a lot of people think equality is taking something from them. Yeah. So now all of a sudden they're becoming the oppressed. Because these people mm-hmm. are becoming equal. And that's what the fight is. That's what these people are. They're fighting so that they can keep power. Mm-hmm. They're not fighting for like, oh, y'all keep killing the young black kids and there's no repercussions. The police, they just get paid leave or no one's going to jail. And it's starting to be like an epidemic of this. And Well, it's not starting. It's been happening for, you know, 
decades, but the thing is now we have cell phone cameras. That that's the I, only real difference. I appreciate that. Yeah. And what I'm saying is that it's two different things that they're even like protesting about. And it's like, yeah, it is. It's ridiculous how and how privileged that you would feel to be able to say, like, this is our would they work for us in the run up in a federal building, <laughs> climb a wall of a federal building. And and it's like black people would never do that because we can't climb walls like that. Those yeah. walls were straight up. We well, like by the way, and also we too, talk, we, the irony of a bunch of Trump supporters climbing a wall is just delicious. <laughs> Can we just say how fucking just mwah, okay? Because that's pretty fucking funny on its own. I told you the walls don't work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, but yeah, I mean they they treated those protesters so differently so much more with kid gloves i mean than than black lives matter protesters or they, they just got treated completely differently than, well i think now hopefully they the start to take it seriously because I, I know a lot of people in my immediate um circle of people that are especially out here in the, the you know rural america who you know i i follow different opinion and news sources from a lot of them and i've been saying for months like yo if this dude loses this election the good old boys are gonna be fucking pissed and they're gonna do something crazy and everyone wrote it off they're all like oh no you're being you know you're you're overreacting you know there's no way that they would never do that and so when this happened it was a very very sad like i told you so moment for a lot of people that i know and it kind of you know, yeah, it's one of those things where I, I don't, I don't want to say I'm still processing it, but it's one of those things where it, it, it still feels kind of unbelievable in a certain respect. Because, because, did you go there on your, on your eighth grade field trip like everybody else? I did. It's 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 unimaginable. Yeah, because we read about stuff like this in in history books, and mm-hmm. to be living when it happens, when people, <laughs> when I heard. The people on the news say they have breached the Capitol. I was like, oh, this yeah. is like Olympus yeah. has fallen. Yeah. I said, this shit is crazy. I was like, these white folks then went nuts. That's how we, I'm at the barbershop in Harlem. Yeah. And we watching that on two big screens. Oh, like, yeah. look, look at these. I, and we was all sitting back like, now what is they going to do to these white people? And we watched them do nothing. Yeah. I mean, and so they they claim that they used um, the cell phone data from the nearby towers and they're going around making arrests. Um, they, As of today, I think they said there's 70 people they found from either cell phone data or from surveillance around the building. Um, but, yeah, the fact is, like you were saying before, they let them they let them go home and hang out and enjoy dinner and chill out before they even went and questioned them, which is really it's really interesting. Well, I am glad that, that they're cracking down on them now. I, I think I, well, they have no like, choice. I mean, it's but, an international embarrassment that just happened. But I mean, the, if if it were if it were uh, other groups of protesters or left wings, if it was a Black Lives Matter, I think they would have been just shot. They would have just all that all the people breaching would have oh, just at the down, very least. Right? Thank yeah. you, Sandy. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. They would have been. It would have been a bloodbath. Yeah, I, they wouldn't let they just wouldn't let people come in. And you, we all saw the videos of like when Black Lives Matter's protests were, were happening. They blanketed the Capitol with with arm with armed guards. Yeah, they had and like one little like happened. metal barricade set up for these people. Like that's not going to stop a group of wild rednecks. Okay, yeah. like come on, man. That's they definitely were woefully unprepared. So hopefully they do, do start to take it seriously from now on. I don't know if they were woefully unprepared or if it was an orchestrated. 
event? You know, I, I'm going to lean towards woefully unprepared because here's the thing is that the people that did the breaking in, they were also not the sharpest tools in the shed. They didn't really have a whole lot of organization about it. And the scary part is if they did, they could have, I mean, they could have fucking taken hostages. They could have, they could have fucking killed some people. Like, you don't know. They could have burned the place to the fucking ground from the inside. You don't actually know what they're capable of. Um, so, like, in that regard, um, I'll go towards sort of incompetence on both ends, I think. At least well, that's what I see they, at face no, value. They, they didn't authorize the show of force that they did for this group that they mm-hmm. did for the Black Lives Matter protest. Oh, no, no, I'm, like not, they, I'm not saying that. They didn't, uh, they didn't authorize. They had the choice. They were asked, to, you know, and they made a deliberate decision not to show, have that's that That's what I mean. Show of force. Yeah, they were unprepared as fuck. But the thing is, the people yeah. doing the breaking in also, I feel like, didn't have the best idea. It was kind of like, a, like, you know, the Joker and the Batman, the dog chasing cars. I feel like a lot of them were gotten to the building and then they're like, well, what do we do now? <laughs> do we yeah. just be loud? Do we just well, break some stuff? some of them had rope. And so when you have rope, that's scary. You guys have already tried to kidnap somebody from um, uh, some governor from what 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 state was Minnesota? That was Michigan. That was Michigan. Michigan. Yeah. Uh, okay. So then you come in there with rope. So what are they thinking? Well, they, and they, they know a... that they're trying to halt the the process of them doing the electoral vote. So they came in with some sort of plan. Yeah, uh, I mean, they weren't good at executing it though. Right. Um, they were all just, you know, cosplay, uh, cosplay militias and stuff like that. They weren't like a coordinated military group or anything, but yeah, man, I, I think that that's a really worthy outrage. And I, I also, you know, we don't normally cover politics on this, but this was like a world event. So I, I'm completely comfortable, uh, talking about it for sure. Um, that, that, that's a really good outrage. Um, and I think that, you know, everything you're saying is pretty fucking valid. It's, it's, it's very, like it's scary and it's fucking nuts. And, and so, so you actually, so you were in the barbershop. I kind of want to talk about that for a minute. You were just in the barbershop and it's like, I think it was around 3 PM, 4 PM that started going down. And are you just like, you know, mid, mid clip or whatever. And you're like, what the fuck they're doing? What? Like what what was the, what was the vibe that was going on specifically in there? Uh, Once people said like, they wouldn't have done this to white people. Like, what was it? Was it, was it fear or was it laughter? Like what was the, what was everybody feeling in, in Harlem that day? It was like, is it wasn't fear because it wasn't in Harlem, but it okay. was like, do you see what they letting these people do? That's what <laughs> we was like, yo, this is crazy. The way they just went, look at this. They walking in, it's like a field trip. Yeah. We were sitting there just like, it's just unbelievable that they showing. I said, these other countries, it's like, damn. We should have had them. We we all we we should have beat them to this. You could have got three it, vans full of dudes and showed up and, and taken care of that. You know what I mean? Like it, like that. That's what you know. The fucking that's what the you know foreign terrorists are are, are definitely thinking. And and this actually, I don't know why I, I just got reminded of this, but I did. It, um, I went there in my eighth grade class field trip, like many people did, and uh, that was back when when Altoid mints were like just coming out, and they were they were like kind of I don't know if they were just coming out, but they were like popular. And uh, I remember the guy in the front at the metal detector, he was like, oh, yeah, for those of you who have like the Altoid mints, um, just, yeah, those things set off the detector. So just put it in the basket here and then you you can get it after. And I remember thinking to myself as like a 13 year old, like, wait, so all I'd have to do to sneak literally anything into the Capitol is just put it inside of a fucking Altoid mint container. (laughs) That's it. That's all I'd have to do. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, the, the fucking security there has kind of always been a joke uh, for sure. And we, we found out it culminated 
in what happened, uh, you know, that fateful Wednesday afternoon there uh, in D.C. But yeah, I think Do you that's, know that's history, though. Do you know that's going to be in history books now? Oh, dude, that's I mean, I would say that in probably like 9-11 are like the two biggest things, at least in my lifetime that I can remember as far as like national news stories. I don't know if there's anything else, you know, that COVID is probably the third one. Um, yeah. Know. It's it, like this is a fucking massive, massive thing that happened. I, I think, and I, it's actually good that you pointed that out because I wasn't even thinking that grand of scale. But you're right; that's a fucking that's giving me one of those photographs that just you see in history books, and because th- this isn't going away, you know. That's interesting, Sandy. Benny, uh, actually, you know, I, I think it's about time to wrap it up. I, I love that outrage. I think, uh, like I said, not not as funny as what we usually do on here, but it was. Oh, you know, it's something <laughs> we had bad. to talk about. It no, was no, supposed no. to be funny. My bad. Oh no, 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 no. Oh we, yeah, we we open it up to whatever. It just so happened yeah, yeah. that that's what's on everybody's mind. No, no, because there was like a four month straight period where people were like on this show and we asked them what they wanted to talk about. They're like, "Can we talk about Brett Kavanaugh?" And so, no, no, the, <laughs> yours is actually like legit. I'm not. I'm not even. I ain't hating. Uh, all right. So anyway, if you want to um, tell us why we're terrorists, email us at the fake outrage report at gmail.com. Uh, get me on the instas at fucking Phil. That's fucking with a pH and an underscore. Sandeep is Sandeep is in comic. Uh, if you have 30 seconds, give us a review on the iTunes, preferably a five star one. Kenny Warren, uh, different shades of comedy. And where else do they find you? Uh, man, Grizzly Pear, uh, curator. We got shows when we get back, hopefully. Um, yeah. Yeah, yes. We don't know what's going to happen. Then you can follow me on Instagram, underscore the average black man, Kenny Warren on Facebook. Follow me. Average black man. Follow him. Go see him downtown there when uh, hopefully things get back to normal. But before we go, Sandeep Sen, any parting thoughts? Uh, I think the appropriate punishment for these protesters is you make them sit on that cushion chair uh, (laughs) and make them watch this cartoon about this guy with the big dick. Oh, man. (laughs) I'm out of here.